The echo of her moans faded through the open window into the summer night. The tremors of her self-induced orgasm dissipated. Hot, she pushed the covers aside, then rolled and hugged her knees. Her belly ached as if she were starving, and a giant-sized fist squeezed her heart. Lately, she'd taken to moaning loudly and thrashing on the bed in the hopes that her husband would get so turned on he'd have to join her. Instead, he upped the volume on the TV. She'd made the mistake of suggesting they turn one of the guest rooms into a den so they could use the living room for entertaining. They didn't entertain, so the room never got used, and now she had surround sound pounding through the wall that adjoined their bedroom. She could count on one hand the number of times he'd made love to her in the last five years. She clearly remembered the last time. Halloween, after they'd run out of candy and turned off all the lights so the kids wouldn't knock. Nine months ago. My God, she could have had a baby in that time. Not that she wanted to become a mother at the age of thirty-nine. No, she wanted him to make love to her more than once in nine months. So what had happened to them? He'd never been as sexual as she was, but in a slow degradation of their intimacy, lovemaking had dwindled to practically nothing. Three years ago, she'd suggested he see a doctor. For her, the specter of impotency was more palatable than believing he'd stopped wanting her. As delicately as she thought she'd broached the subject, that had been one of the worst arguments in their fifteen-year marriage. He'd reacted as if she'd accused him of murder— He'd refused to get help, and he wouldn't even acknowledge that there was a problem. Right or wrong, she'd taken the path of least resistance and never mentioned impotency again. But she couldn't help feeling that if he truly loved her, he wouldn't be so unwilling to at least participate in finding a solution. She couldn't breathe over the pain that seized her throat, her chest, every muscle, every corpuscle— She didn't crave only sex. She wanted the seduction, the passion, the fire, that overwhelming high when a man groaned, then whispered, I'm going to die if I don't get inside you right this minute. Without that kind of passion, she wanted to die. The worst thing was she couldn't tell anyone. Her friends would look at her as if she'd lost her mind. Why haven't you left him? Why are you still there? Where are your guts? Leave him, or at least take a lover. Her guts were lying on the floor in a puddle beside the bed, ripped out by the TV's unbearable volume in the next room. He wasn't a bad man. He didn't beat her. He did the dishes every night. He managed not to pee all over the toilet seat, and most of the time he left the lid down— He could make her laugh until her sides hurt, and he knew something about everything. Not the know-it-all kind of thing, just smart and well-read. He made her coffee in the morning and called her from work every day. He stopped on the way home for the milk she'd forgotten to pick up. And he never complained if all she had time to prepare was some boxed meal where all she did was add hamburger. When she was freaking out over something at work— He soothed her frayed nerves. He was a good man. Together, 
They'd worked hard so that next year she would be able to retire to focus on her stained glass work. She now had a contractor who recommended her custom windows to his upscale remodel clients. She'd opened her own business checking account, and she'd been in the black for months. Their future looked bright. Financial freedom was just around the corner. But what good was a flourishing business when you barely had the will to get out of bed in the morning? What good did it do to think about changing your life when you were terrified that no one else would want you either? That you'd end up alone, old and unwanted.